You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your confidence coach and host, Chris Swale. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the past. We'll look at the power it has on us and how we can reconcile associated emotions that might be holding us back from living our true potential in life. You may not realize that much of your current behavioral and thought patterns were set and born from your past experiences, especially from your youth and your childhood. So let's start with a simple definition. The past, as an adjective, means gone by in time and and no longer existing. So how come it doesn't necessarily feel that the past is entirely gone? How come we are so affected by it? The past is such an interesting part of human existence. The past is behind us. The events cannot be changed. They are over. Yet, they can have an incredibly tight hold over us and influence our present and our future. Our decisions and behaviors are usually dictated by our past. When that influence is positive, such as believing in ourselves, it's a great thing. But of course, our past experiences can also affect us negatively by stripping away our confidence and then encourage that cycle of negative self-talk or self-shaming. Much of the time, we let the past define us. This can be good, but also very detrimental. Looking at our past, at our behaviors, at our failures and accomplishments, at our relationships and the emotions we had from them and from other experiences form the idea of who we are and what we are capable of in all areas of life. If you allow yourself to be and stay defined by who you were or who you think you were in times gone by and those thoughts of yourself aren't great, then you stay stuck in poor patterns. You may feel miserable or unfulfilled. You may dream and wish and hope but never take the steps to go after your goals and dreams because you're living in a vision of yourself that's held in your past. People spend a lot of energy and time obsessing over the past, both for very recent past events and those far gone. There can be so much wishing and willing the past to be different. This is so draining. It's a huge distraction, a cage really that holds you back from being who you want to be now and in the future. We can likely agree that the past cannot change. What occurred, occurred. Words, actions, thoughts, right? Almost. Words said or things done, yes, they sit there like visible beacons. But what about your thoughts? In the beginning of this episode, I said that the past feels like it's with us still. The past feels present, or rather, its presence is ever-present. That can then influence our future choices. But it's not the events of the past that remain, it's our thoughts and feelings about the past that sit with us in the present. If we like those thoughts and feelings, they lift us and they guide us with positivity, love, and potential. And that's a great thing. If we don't like our thoughts and feelings about the past, we may find ourselves making poor decisions, engaging in a lot of negative self-talk, and just feeling less than. So what if we changed them? 
crickets? Yes. What if you could change the past by changing your thoughts about it? If you've been listening for a while, you'll remember that our thoughts and our feelings are ours by choice, even when it doesn't feel that way. We choose what we think and therefore how we feel. I'll bet you've actually already changed your past before. You've probably already changed your thoughts and feelings about a past event, possibly without even realizing that that is exactly what you did. Think about a time when you've experienced a negative situation with another person. Perhaps they did or said something and you felt anger, hurt, or disappointment, or some negative feeling from their words or their behavior. A negative or judgmental opinion about that person then formed in your mind. But later, you found out why that person said or did the thing that upset you. You gained insight and understanding about how it came to be. It may have been a miscommunication or simply gaining the clarity around their actions allowed you to see a different side of the situation. And then what happened? What happened in your brain and your body? Your thoughts and feelings about the event and the person changed. You may have gone from not liking them to feeling yucky and negative feelings when you thought about them to feeling neutral or even connected and aligned with them. The events of that situation didn't change, but your thoughts and your feelings and your view about it did. When you open yourself up to looking at a situation through a different lens than your first reaction, the past, that situation can suddenly change for you. It's really just the feeling about the past, about that event that changed though. The exact same things were said or done, but your viewpoint and hence your thoughts and feelings about it change. And that changes your experience. This can happen naturally and organically. It can also occur when you intentionally choose to try this technique. If you decide to have a conversation about a tricky moment or hard feelings with another person, often you are able to feel some sort of resolution and hopefully varying degrees better about whatever happened between you. Thus, you've changed the past by changing your view about it. So you see, you can change the past by changing your view of it. You can choose how to interpret what happened. You can choose how to process that. You can choose to learn and grow from it. You can also choose to let go. Choosing to change the past doesn't need to involve any other person than yourself and your view of yourself and any accompanying behavior and self-shaming. When I think of myself in high school, it's really hard not to cringe. I was painfully, often debilitatingly shy, which I think was sometimes also mistaken for me just being an asshole. I didn't know anyone when I started. Most kids came from feeder schools with their former groups of friends. My tiny elementary school wasn't a feeder school, but the high school I went to had a specialized art stream, which I had been accepted into. I began alone in a school with hundreds of students that all seemed to already know each other. I had zero self-confidence or self-esteem. So I either tried to melt into the shadows and stand off to the side, or when I was in a group setting, I was filled with so much anxiety and either said nothing or blurted out weird things. I didn't know who I was in this big new world. I missed social and friendship opportunities because I was so afraid and anxious. I can't imagine how strange most people may have thought I was. I'm likely not even remembered by many people. 
Here's what's interesting and important. I could also be completely wrong in my thoughts about what anyone else may have thought about me. And it doesn't matter. What matters is what I thought about me and what I think about me now. This is important. What do you think about your past self? Note any flashes of judgment and physical feelings in your body like clenching. What do you think of yourself now? Has it changed? This is really powerful deep dive stuff. Do you love your past self and do you love yourself now? This matters if you want to learn how to love your future self too. Listen to the cues that your body is giving you. It may be very obvious by the thoughts that come into your head, but you can also feel in your body your emotional reaction to thinking about things. So think about yourself in the past, think about yourself now. And if there's some yuckiness in there, a little self-exploration may be just what you need. If I thought high school was bad, in university and college, I was miserable. Granted, a lot had changed in my life, and I spiraled downward emotionally pretty hard. I ended up in therapy briefly and went on anti-anxiety medication. When I felt more stable, I decided that I needed to do something to change. I had to change. I remember the moment so clearly. It was like a ray of sunlight that breaks through a dark cloud. I was not going to live my life in the shadows any longer. I was going to find confidence. I was going to stop holding myself back. So I did the most terrifying thing I could think of that would force me to not only have to talk to people, but be the one that approached them. I got a job as a waitress and then a bartender. Oh my goodness, was I terrible at first. I think most people only tipped me because I was so obviously awkward and nervous. They just felt sorry for me. I was so bad, the manager threatened to fire me and I had a week to prove myself. I refused to fail though. Because I'd had that aha moment of knowing I needed and I wanted desperately to change, I had set in motion the behaviors to be able to do that. So I figured out how to be efficient. I picked up other people's shifts and I smiled as I came up to every table. As I repeatedly forced myself to show up, I became more of the person I wanted to be. I was able to shed a lot of my self-consciousness, not without baubles, it's a long road, but I finally did feel confident. My self-worth grew. The narrative about who I was changed. The past can hold tremendous power about what we think about ourselves and what's possible for us. That can also apply to what we think of others and what's possible for them and the world in general. Some of that comes from our upbringing and society, some from our relationships and our experiences. And then we live by those things. We create a picture of ourselves by those dripped-in beliefs. Then we use the stories of our experiences to prove to ourselves that we are those beliefs. When they are negative, without some sort of wake-up or decision that enough is enough, we can stay exactly as we are. We don't allow ourselves to grow into the person or the life we want. We are blind to opportunities that may arise and make decisions that keep us stagnant. You can shift the power of the past in your favor. You can use your past experiences to see and create what you want for your future. 
for yourself. You can take shaky or bold steps towards a happier, healthier, more confident, and capable you by being open and accepting the lessons and, if necessary, letting go and forgiving. I can say I wish I felt less awkward and more confident in high school. I can, and I did, beat myself up for that, for missing out on friendships and opportunities, for missing out on being a quote-unquote normal teenage girl. Or I can look at my high school self with so much compassion. Now I see a brave young girl stepping out of a very small town life into a bigger world, making mistakes, but observing learning, and reflecting along the way until I empowered myself to change how I showed up in life. I always wanted to help people, but I had to help myself first. I had to go through lots of changes and continue to do so and grow through the seasons and experiences of my life so I can now help others to do the same. For the record, I did end up making some really great friends at high school. I was just never part of a big pack of girls like many are. Okay, so think of something from your past that tugs at you. It could be a regret, a lost opportunity, a harsh word, something you did and you really wish you hadn't. Maybe you feel shame, anger, guilt, frustration, whatever it is. Now, take a deep breath. Exhale, roll your shoulders back to open your chest and open your heart. Then look at that situation through a different lens. Look at yourself or a challenging person or event simply with compassion. Then say what you see out loud. You might say, I did the best I could. Or maybe something like, the pain I experienced then has shown me whatever it might be that you've learned. Towards another, you might say, that person was just doing what they felt was right. It hurt me, but maybe they didn't even realize it. Or perhaps they were so afraid and they erected walls to protect themselves. When you gently crumble the wall of judgment, you can say, I have learned so much from my experiences, good and bad. Or try out, I'm not perfect. Not then, not now. That's part of how I learn. You may simply need to take another breath and say, I forgive me. Find a new lens if you don't like the one you're looking through. If you are truly open to healing and letting the past release a negative grip from your heart, you will be able to find that new perspective. If you can't find a new perspective, it's a big sign that you're probably not yet open to really letting go. Letting go doesn't mean you are suddenly thrilled about a thing that's been painful for you. Not at all. It's less of doing a 180 and more of just a release. It's like holding a leaf in your hand, then opening your fingers to let that leaf float to the ground. Letting go is just like that, releasing what has gripped you. It's deciding that it does not need to hold you any longer, that it is not allowed to hold you any longer. It's making peace so you can walk away from pain points, shrugging them off like a shawl. You may not be able to forgive another person and that's okay. So just focus on the release, on releasing yourself from that person. Look at how brave you are at how strong you are and the person that you are. Because everything you need to be who you want to be is in you. It's in your heart. It's already there. You just have to let it come out. Allow yourself to identify that person 
and then be that person. So my darling, I know that was a lot about me today. I hope it was helpful in showing you how you can break the cycle of staying stuck by the past, particularly in mindset. The past can grip you. It directs your present choices, which affects your future. You get to choose how it does that by being conscious and intentional about how you choose to look at your experiences thus far. You get to be who you want to be. That may mean letting go of old habits and thoughts by changing your lens and your narrative. Learn from the past, reflect and release in the present and step into your awesome future. I see you. Go get it. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.